1: Oh yeah, we made it to Hump Day. It is a Wednesday on the Lori and Julia Show. As you all know, Wednesday means pop culture jeopardy, vintage scandal... We got a book author on today. It's going to be a fun show. We do, we do. And
2: honestly, Julia, yes, our Shaletta has done it again. Why did we, why did this station ever let her go? <laughs> I think it was she and Brian Lambert. The, they broke up the band. They both went different directions. They did something like that. She might have even moved.
0: She did I move to right. Texas. Texas. She moved yeah. to Texas, Houston.
2: I believe. Yeah. Well, she's gone and done it again. It's her second feature in People Magazine go, for girl. doing amazing. Uh, things and uh, so yeah yesterday it pops up on people.com woman donates dozens of C- co-detectors after five family members die of carbon monoxide remember that poisoning and i was like that was Shaletta's family it was in the
0: same town where jason's mom lived that's right because in it was after lake the hurricane mary
2: what, lake what, what charles lake charles So Shaletta Brundage is working hard to raise carbon monoxide awareness and ensure everybody has a detector in their home. And honestly, reading this story, you will tear up, but then you will feel so hopeful. I mean, to imagine that you to lose five family members, her aunt, her uncles and cousins, and they all were in. Uh, the same house together when Hurricane Laura hit their home in Lake Charles. So the family, along with um, her her um, aunt's brother, so also her sure. uncle, they were sleeping with a generator running right, in the I open remember. garage right. when the storm blew the garage door shut, mm. which sent toxic fumes into the home. And, of course, it's odorless. It's colorless. They yes. did not have a carbon monoxide detector many people, you know, it's like a 50-50 probably who has them, and Shaletta in the story That's said, so
0: random that the wind would blow do- the garage door
2: op- down. Closed.
0: I didn't know how this they went knew down. right. to have that of open. Course.
2: It's a silent killer. People see smoke coming from your house. This is Shaletta being quoted in people. Mm-hmm. And you can see flames shooting from your roof, and you try to get in there. But with this, you don't see anything. You don't smell anything. You don't feel anything. You're just dead. And Brundage said her aunt, whom she considered a mentor and a role model, was a very no-nonsense, tough-as-nails woman who was the first black supervisor for the U.S. Postal Service in Louisiana. She was a mother, a grandmother, a community leader, a community servant. She was a trailblazer. She was the first woman I saw who was a boss. And her husband, you know, was a longtime truck Driver for Kroger Grocery Stores. and That would just be de- five, five family people, members. And, yeah. and it just happened after her, you know, Cameron Goes to School book, right? It, it right. happened very close to the heels of that amazing book that she did about And didn't they autism? have not
0: one, but two storms in that area in yeah. a short period of time? And- so
2: anyway, Shaletta ended up. You know, like she had no idea about this. And then she read a news report about two people in Chicago who almost died. And she called mm-hmm. like the fire department. She got a hold of a fire department in Chicago, and they she learned from them that sometimes elderly people call the fire department who can't afford to buy a carbon monoxide detector. Do they have any for free? Oh, or to give away, okay? And then Shaletta, you know, Got going. She felt like something was telling her, you know, do something. And she got in touch with the Minnesota State Fire Marshal's Office. She collaborated on a social media campaign to spread awareness about carbon monoxide detectors. And then um, she ended up, uh, she cold called the company First Alert. I know First Alert. With her story. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any? Can we do something together? Right. And they sent fifty to her free of charge, awesome. and then she started sending them out. The first one was to an elderly woman in Lakeville. Oh, and, that
0: you know, I th- mean, Shalotta, you go, girl. She has the biggest heart and so much energy, and and she's five children. I know it blows me away. Or, yeah, I it think blows five, me away. I, I just still remember when I pulled up. We were at um, it was SA at the time, and I pulled in, and Mom had just had a stroke and i was just devastated yeah because it was so bad yeah. at the beginning and nothing you know and and she saw me there pumping gas and we worked together here mm-hmm. and and she just cheered me up made me go say hi to her kids in her minivan <laughs> And then the next day, my mom gets flowers from Shaletta sent to Regions. And I, I was just like, she has the biggest heart. Really? And energy to do good things for people. So congratulations, Well-deserved.
2: I know. And First Allure was interviewed yeah, for the story. I love and she just said, um, you know, she just wants to help people. She said, I just want to get these smoke detectors in people's homes because this is something so that people awesome. don't need to. And, like, people need to have them, like, in... You know the double wide trailers. Oh and, yeah, I mean any home can have one, but older homes sometimes, and you know people use like these plug-in. Well, I in I just want to add one other thing cabins. because I've I've been using my space heater a lot
0: lately. Yeah, because um, it's just damp. It's not cold. Yeah. It's damp. And I remember last year when I plugged it into an extension cord, if you have a portable space heater, you have to plug it directly into a wall unless you have a high powered extension cord like the big ones. It gets too hot and it burned out the hole in it. Remember, really? I told you that. Yes. So you could start fires that way. So yeah. make sure that's just a, an extension on the bees, home anyway, safety.
2: I just, you know, in awe of Shalaya. Always She's amazing. Always. I tweeted that story and you can go to People Magazine. And we'd last
0: and- spoken about her when she, went, she got the camper. Yeah, she got the cancer. She was, uh, that, and go- then
2: her—that's what happened. Then her family—they died like five days later. Yeah, or so you know, some really yep. close. She was working with whatever he, the camping place Yeah, is. And then her boy, you know, that had the whole little thing with little Nas X yes. and Old Town Road. And it, I feel
0: like she's a wonder. She's got yeah. a she's got a rainbow. She she's, does. Sprinkles joy everywhere.
2: Well, speaking of sprinkling and a rainbow, did you catch any oh, late night last night? Oh, dear. I okay. don't know. I
1: don't know where Welcome. that was going to go. Did you catch go. any late night? I, I did not. I got right. a little well, bit. Well,
2: I'm the talk show host who's always looking at what other the, than the talk, talk show host. host who knows the most. most that's right. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Kimmel had Kira Sedgwick on because she's got a new TV show that's on tonight.
0: I taped it. I did too. It's on at eight thirty on ABC about a mom, a
2: helicopter mom. Yeah, And love she's it. never done comedy before. This is her first Kira? Time. Kira? No, she's always done dramatic. And, of course, The Closer was she her last thing. She loved on TNT. So, um, anyway, so that's on tonight. And people are liking it. But she told Jimmy Kimmel. I couldn't even believe she told him this story. She told him that, she said, you know, my husband is, in New York. is, is very handy. Mm-hmm. And it became clear to both of us that I needed a bikini wax Yep, And she said, part of me was like, how hard can it be? So she bought a kit online, assumed the position, Mm -hmm. which just absolutely horrified me. She said, Kevin is so incredibly handy. He's really good at a lot of things. He's a good cook. He knows how to fix stuff. So he kind of agreed with me. He thought he could do it. I mean, could you, I would never in a million damn years, in case he is the handiest person I know, get in the position for a bikini wax and let him wax me. Serious? No way. Serious? Do what you, about... You're, you are... An at-home waxer. I used to yeah, be an at-home you're waxer. You're also an exhibitionist. I am not! And... Am what? Yes. Yes. yes and you, you... You're very... You're very free. Yeah. Not with would my you, pants you, off, Lori. Right. But I'm just saying, <laughs> would you let, like, your boyfriend or your husband or a somebody even you've dated for a long time wax your triangle yes you would Rocco would not do it I bet well what about trimming and things like that if you want to try and make that be a sexy game (laughs) It's it's not a sexy game people can get hair in their mouth
1: <laughs> okay,
2: honestly, I never heard Lori I, turn
1: down I, a sexy I, I game. I can't before. believe you're no, such a
2: prude in this. I, not, I really. I'm not a prude, but it's like there are certain like it, it's like watching having someone watch you. Like I, Casey's never seen me put on spanks, for example. I know you have some weird things, Larry. I, I don't think it's weird. I You'd like to like maintain that. the illusion of. Gorgeousness, it's just natural, you know. You don't need to let everyone in on all your. I mean, like, that's like going to the bathroom in the same bathroom no, it as isn't. your husband. No, yes, it, it is. To me, it's no, the it same isn't.
1: plane. Guys, uh, I don't know. I don't Guys know. Guys can get into shapewear, right? I...
2: Yeah, yes. but would you give your wife a bikini wax for real?
1: If that's there's a lot. There's a lot of risk there.
2: That's it. she I, ended up in the emergency room. That because was because the, they overheated it. But no, it wasn't overheated. Why did, they used too big of pieces of cloth. And there was you so have to much use hair, pieces. I don't oh, you remember? so much hair there. They were combing it the wrong way. You have to go against. <laughs> yeah, no, Rocco. We, I mean, you know I would wax women's chins for them. Uh, I've that, helped that, out so I, many people. That's, I wouldn't let Casey wax my chin either. P.S. By the way, I wouldn't do another woman's bikini area. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pop a pimple like it, with Casey side by side in the mirror. I wouldn't do. Well, you're any just kind you. You're a little girl. more, more old-fashioned than some other people are, Julia. It's. Called maintaining the mystique, okay. For me, I don't want to have well, oh, good for you, my fl- good for yeah. you. I just say, and I think and I'm in the majority it,
1: on that. And had you had a baby, you wouldn't want your husband down there. No, I would no, not. Right. I
2: want him
0: right by my ear. But you, my when, when you're having a baby, that you don't even think of that. You set that up ahead of time, oh, you gosh. make a
2: promise.
0: No, you don't even think of that. It's a miracle,
2: Julia. You just don't. All right, Unless whatever. You're a hunter. Or a doctor. You don't (laughs) want to go below the shoulder. shoulder. It takes a long time to get that visual out of your mind. (laughs) You're so bad. She's never had a baby. But I saw my sister. When you were 18. 19, 20. And it looked like a bomb went off in her vagina. You forgot the miracle of childbirth. We got to go. Look do at the yeah. time. All right, bye. <laughs> we'll be- hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. This is where we are. We're so rattled about everything going on in the world. We have sunk to the shallow of the bikini wax, thanks to Kira Sedgwick. Is it a do or a don't? Well, Julia, uh, let me plug Kira's show. It's called yeah. Call Your Mother, and it's on ABC. And Good, good, good reviews. Good reviews. Okay, but she had a very, and she... She's She's delightful. On the red carpet, she and Kevin are not friendly. Kevin was friendly to us that year. We were getting comments for service, no service military members. Yes, and then we stood next to them when they were waiting for their car. The one year that we were going into the yes, we were, and they were giving their
0: gift bags to their help.
2: Yes, they told us, and she was kind of snotty, but he was a little bit friendlier. Yeah, but anyway, you know, they don't have time. We we'd already. Accepted the fact that people could, in fact, look straight through you. It's an art. It's it, a Hollywood it's art. It's a Hollywood art, yeah. And uh, Rocco, it's a real. Real shock every time it happens. So I'm not it's, gonna lie. It's
0: pretty amazing how someone can be looking right at you and through you. At the they have X-ray eyes.
2: Yeah, it's, you are nothing to me, eyes. You, and you would. I guess. I guess when you're that, you'd famous, have to learn how to be that way. Yes, otherwise you can't give your eyes to everybody. I wonder if they are loving
0: the Exhausting. anonymity of wearing a mask where no one knows yes, who they are anyway. Is.
2: So why wouldn't Bruce Willis put one on? Uh, I don't know, but he wanted to be recognized going in and getting his. Condoms? I don't know. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what, what? Where are <laughs> you... Crunching have been where,
1: Crunch where, and Munch or condoms. Where yeah. does
2: she come from to get his condoms? You know, well... He's a married man. So what? He doesn't want to get his wife pregnant, and maybe this is their birth control. She likes the feeling of the rib. You could have been going to get cough syrup, Lori, I and understand. you just take it down the well, rabbit hole of condoms we're right we're away. on bikini waxes. We're in the triangle area for everybody, so this is where my mind is, in the Bermuda would Triangle. You went to, I wonder if people would let their husband give him a bikini All right, wax. Well, I Googled. Would you let your guy give you a bikini Call wax? Call us, 651-641-1071. I say 80% of women with any common sense whatsoever doesn't mean that you didn't have an experiment with somebody like in the 70s or 80s giving you a tram or whatever you know so, I mean I know my boyfriend combed the crabs out of uh, out of <laughs> and then we
1: made it be hi everybody this is Adriana Trajani I'm the host of You Are What You Read I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna Mitch album Susie essman Craig Ferguson
2: Sexy somehow.
1: <laughs> it's was, okay, we need to no, do a deep
0: dive. No, you remember, Rocco. I only got crabs once. That was going to be our state fair shirt sure, last year because yeah. Lori was so I proud was of herself. Bragging. She was humble bragging that she only got crab once, crabs once in the more, 70s. More, more,
2: more out of the, the fact that... Uh, we was kind of a condomless
1: generation. It was a know? condomless and the guy that gave them to you helped you comb them out. It was out? my
2: high school boyfriend who turned into my college boyfriend. And neither one of us were uh, faithful to the other, but we lied to each other and pretended until he gave you crabs. And it was a sign. Sh- gave crabs, but we were still hot and horny for each other. So we found out. So do you comb them out way. like you comb out lice? Uh, Julie, I can barely remember. <laughs> I can really barely remember, but I just remember he said he would take care of me. In a very good way, and I was like, "All right, you know, I couldn't quit." Bring on yet. the tomato soup or whatever you do when. You, oh, that's, that's a dog.
0: If you, that's for a
2: skunk, skunk Julia. <laughs> don't. I don't have experience <laughs> in anyway, that area. If you look on the internet, it is one horror story after another H-O. horror mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. No, it's a terrible story. What could go wrong? So many things. I mean, Kira ended up. In the emergency For room burns. Okay, I yeah, we did I'm, get a call. Okay, let's let's. let's uh, this is uh, Katie. Katie, Katie, <laughs> please weigh in on this burning issue of the day.
0: <laughs> I, I'm afraid to say that I totally would let my husband See? do a bikini wax, yeah, and he probably would have no problem doing it. See, so why haven't you done it yet? Um. You... I mean, how do you know I haven't? There, well, thank you for saying that. Okay. Thank you for putting her in her place, Missy. <laughs> Damn straight. I like you, Katie. Well, I'm the same person also who puts
3: hypothetical questions out there for their husband. Like, um, okay, this is probably more information than you probably want out there. But, like, if something were to happen and I were
0: to have, like, impaction and we were out in the middle of nowhere, would
3: you help me, you know, digitally right and um he (laughs) said, i mean
2: long story short he said well if i had to i would right oh my okay now i i'm just even looking what impaction is but it's (laughs) product constipation it's what bobby brown (laughs) did to whitney in being bobby brown when he helped her with her duty problem don't you remember (laughs) how horrified we were that was on the show well, Julia, that's true intimacy. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's Katie.
0: Katie, I so appreciate your calling because Lori thinks it's so weird. I think if you have a connection with someone and you you're need not, help, it's what guy, the hell? Would,
2: uh, there's one thing about letting somebody color your hair during the pandemic or that's what you're forced to do. Like hair coloring
1: on the head. Yeah. Uh, uh, Katie, you're have a good day. Dangerous yeah.
2: territory. Thank you. We did Katie. get
1: one uh, rebuttal call. We ran out of time, but Stacy said no. She's okay. on the opposite <laughs> side. She's of She's on this my side debate.
2: of it. it, it snake
1: We could keep it going, but we have an no, author book. Yes, to we do, and we're right going
2: to get above the. Uh, we're going to clean it up. No oh, pun intended. <laughs> big time. <laughs> Betty, thanks for hanging out with us. It is Wednesday, January 13th. Rowdy Wednesday. Rowdy Wednesday, and we're delighted. We have Peter Guy with us. His uh, latest novel is called Northern Most, and Peter, we're trying to remember if we had you on for Safe from the Sea. Was that when you have were Have you last been time? on our show? Yes, you, you know,
3: I was trying to remember that myself, and I feel like I was, but then I feel like I wasn't, so I couldn't say for sure. We're both yes. having that no, feeling too. It,
2: it <laughs> was, it it was because my uncle Tom told me about your book, and then we, he's like, he's in Minneapolis. You girls should have him on, and then we also have another mutual friend. But I'm pretty sure it was your book, Safe from the Sea.
3: Yeah, well, that would have been a while ago, so that explains why we... That's why we're we're having... There have been so
2: many books, and your
0: latest book... (laughs) I love Northernmost. Northernmost. Can you give our listeners the setup for this book?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, Northernmost is really sort of two stories in one, and and the first of them takes place a long time ago, in the far north of Norway, up in the fjords and in the Arctic, where a guy has uh, walked in on his own funeral, in fact, and has to spend the next... Uh, few months, not only uh, sort of coming to terms with this terrific uh, misadventure that he's had, but also trying to rekindle his uh, romance with his wife, who was not altogether um, heartbroken right. when she thought he was passed away. And then uh, five generations later, in a, in a very contemporary storyline, uh, one of his uh, descendants, his five times great uh granddaughter <clears throat> is parsing out some marital problems of her own uh and gets embroiled in a sort of sweeping romance of her own and in the process learns a whole lot about her family's past and where they came from and 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 she figures how she's ended up uh the person that she is so those stories sort of go back and forth over the course of the novel and it's sweeping and there's a lot of snow and a lot of, ice, a lot of kissing ice. and romance and
2: yes. Gunflint trail. yeah, it's really, yeah. um, yeah, you definitely want to have a blanket when you read yeah. this book, but, um, this is your third book where you've got, you've had the i is it, does that, I pronounce yep. it the i family Yeah. In it but and for this story was it the I family that was the driving force or was it the historical fact about the two Norwegians who you know get attacked by, by a, a polar, polar bear. bear one one dies and the other one has to make his way off the glacier which came first
3: you know it, it, it's it's strange because for the longest time I've been writing about this family for 10 years now and for the longest time, I only ever sort of had a like a vague sense of where they all came from and how they all got to Minnesota in the first place and what precipitated their leaving and what what, what life would have been like for them. Mm -hmm. But I had to do a pretty deep dive in the research department to to bring that part of the storyline to life. It takes place in the 1890s in in the far north of Norway, which is about as far away in time and uh, Mm -hmm. geography as I could possibly get. Uh so a lot of that I just discovered as I was writing this book and it was certainly a big part of it and an inspiration for it but I I mean in, in the final analysis I'm as uh, enamored and in love with Greta the mm-hmm. contemporary storyline as I am with the old fashioned one so it's it's hard to say which Okay which came first the chicken or the egg maybe they came at the same time
2: Well I ha- hey. I have to say that like for I guess I had never Never read, you know, and then to find out at the end of the book that you know it's based on so it's I is- on, uh, you know, his whole story of we're missing and you know, yep. going seal hunt. I was just fascinated at the idea, and you write so beautifully at the. Uh, beauty and desolation of, the of being trapped isolated. on a glacier with nothing but this polar bear yeah. and no, there's no food and there's sea. I mean, it was just like kind of riveting um, reading.
3: That's so nice of you to say. I'm, I I, uh, I spent some time up in that part of the world doing research. And I think when I, when I think back about writing the book, uh, for the longest time I couldn't quite imagine that place and what it would be like to be abandoned there and to be stranded there. But as soon as I went and visited and saw just how uh, sort of indescribably beautiful it is, we're talking about a place now called Svalbard In the book it's called Spitsbergen, which is its historical name. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's this beautiful um, place, only about uh, 600 miles from the North pole. That's never been in you know, truly inhabited. There are settlements there now, but it's not a, it's a, it's a, it's a hitching post, sort of, on the way to the North Pole or was for explorers, but it's indescribably beautiful and lonesome and desolate, um, but, but magnificent too. Just, just, um, was so much fun to bring that place to life and to, and to imagine what it would have been like to have been that guy stranded there with only this polar bear, like you say, chasing him, um, just desperate to get back to his wife and, and thinking about his daughter.
0: If you're just joining us, we're talking with Peter Guy. The book is Northernmost. I absolutely love the titles of your books. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say that that's yeah, something it, it, there is, right. you know, when you talk about the contemporary story of Greta and, you know, um, her husband, her husband, and one of the lines, you know, and this is one of the reading guide discussion lines, actually, Peter, and you probably know it. And it was the quote, it was um, what she longed for. Was not some former version of themselves, but rather for something that had never been and could never be and you could feel that in their relationship just that they wanted it, but it could never be how they wanted it to be mm-hmm. it felt really lonely
3: yeah. yeah and it's a it's a it's a condition that uh, you know enough people that I know have have mm-hmm. suffered and experienced themselves. Um, the the writing about it and it, it's not so dissimilar from from my own life, some of those feelings and so it was hard to write about it. It's hard to grapple with loss of the sort that those two are going through, the loss of their marriage, the loss of the love between them, um and, and the sort of daunting prospect of a whole new life together at their stage of life, which is as a you know, with two children and a pretty conventional and happy life. Um but that's one of the challenges of being a writer is putting yourself in those difficult situations and trying to imagine a way through it. Um, and and it comes with terrific rewards, the the experience of writing through that and, and, and seeing that it's possible to come out on the other side okay.
2: All right, the, Peter, I got to ask you this because um, I just was so... I really loved Greta's relationship with her dad yeah. and the Gunflint Trail, and you know that it was this place of just you know solace as a family. But when she's getting advice from her dad um, about you know kind of what life is going to be like if she and her husband are done, and you write, your mom used to say, "Time made the poor people rich, and the rich people poor." And so I'm wondering, is that really a saying from like your family?
3: <laughs> it's not. Okay. Right. Uh, although, okay. I, although because we were, um, my, my whole life, I mean, I grew up here in Minneapolis and, mm-hmm. and have lived here for just about my whole life. And we were, you know, I mean, we were like a lot of families that I knew back then. Um, both my parents worked. We lived paycheck to paycheck. And so we were always looking for, um, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say we, because I won't speak for my, my, my father. My mother's passed okay. away now five years. but. Um, You know, it's just like, how do you uh, how do you find the meaning in life and how do you um reward yourself and, and, and what is what makes life worth living? And those questions, frankly, are ones that I've been asking myself since I was a teenager, because mm-hmm. we couldn't just do whatever we wanted. Right. We had to right. figure out how to make the meaning. And I think that's a big part of the reason that I became an author in the first place because it gives me a, a chance to explore some of those questions that have been on my mind for a really long time.
2: Well, it just
3: really struck me
2: too in reading it during a pandemic, you mm-hmm. know, on a winter weekend and I'm like, Yeah, my mom used to say time made poor people rich and the rich people poor and it just it that was just so 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 succinct about yeah. how time is just this time soup right now.
3: Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. isn't, isn't that the truth? I mean, I'm sitting here in my office looking out at this beautiful day and it feels at a glance like, oh, you know, I should take the dog out for a walk. And I'll do that, of course. But it's also, um, you know, I'll I'll be walking and realize that I can't stop for a cup of coffee or I can't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, go into the bookstore and shop around like I'd like to or any of the things that, you know, we've taken for granted for so long and that that's really interesting that that notion of of time having stopped to all of this i mean i woke up yesterday and it was tuesday and i had to literally check my calendar three times to prove to myself that it wasn't thursday well i thought um, do you have a
2: reading are I, you doing some virtual reading this thursday <laughs>
3: No, no, oh, okay. not at okay.
2: all. That's life. funny,
0: because I thought today was Thursday, too. If you're just joining us, we're with Peter Guy. His <laughs> latest book, and it came out a couple of months ago, is Northern Most. It's a lovely book. It's great storytelling. You're a beautiful writer. Um, we have two things for you. What's the last great book you read, Peter?
3: Oh, boy. You know, I, I, I have so many um, stories on my mind right now, because I'm reading. I teach a class at the and I've been reading all my students' books for you know, just one after the other for the last couple of weeks, so they're all very much on my mind. but the last great book I read uh, was probably a book called "The Innocents by a Canadian writer named michael crummy and it's a a a historical novel set in a place not dissimilar from northernmost and it's kind of a creepy, haunted, weird story but um but really a beautiful story too oh,
0: I love that, and then we also were reading that you um you have um, one of your books, "Safe in the Sea," is soon to be a motion picture.
3: Well, that that is uh, that's old news. Um, okay. If for for many years, it was uh, under option, but the option expired a couple oh, years did. ago. So, yeah. well, Lori and I are yeah. getting
0: into producing. So, yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll call
3: you. <laughs> right. Keep me in mind, please. please do.
2: And are you ready? Are you working on your next book? And will it be? Will the Eide family be part of it?
3: I just on Monday uh, sent it off to my editor in New York, so hopefully I'll hear back from from him soon, and hopefully they'll be interested. And uh, in another year or so from now, I'll I'll be out with my with my fifth novel.
2: Well, very very what, cool. Well, what a
0: nice treat to yes. chat with you again, yes. we think. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, enjoy your afternoon and keep writing. And the book is northernmost. And for our listeners, you know, we always have two copies to give away. If you haven't won a copy of ours lately, please feel free to give us a buzz at 651-641-10771. And Peter, so nice to meet Thank you, you and talk to you again. And you, your voice sounds just like our friend that we have in common, Kurt, by the way.
3: <laughs> you sound a Kurt lot alike. A lot
0: it's yeah. really weird listening to it because I'm like, yeah. ah, you sound just like Kurt. Yeah.
3: <laughs> anyway, have a great day. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.
0: Absolutely. All right,
2: so what are we coming back with, Lorene? Uh, we're coming back with um, oh, a very... Well, we're going to talk about either Harry Wilde or Wild Styles. All right, perfect. We'll be right back. Oh, this is such a I perfect song know. to play, that's Niall. Like nice the, to meet you when well, we're going to talk nice about. Nice to meet you. Do we want to call Who? Harry and Olivia? Should we call them Harry, Harry Styles Harry, and Olivia Harry, Wilde? Yeah, okay. Harry Wilde or Wild Styles? I like Wild Styles. Yeah. Right, yeah. Rocco? The winner, yeah. Okay, wild Styles. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you know, those two are. Now what's really interesting is Jason Sudeikis, there was Uh-oh. a story on entertainment tonight. He's holding out hope through a source that this is just a a thing, um, a seven-year itch that Olivia has because that's how long they were together, right. seven years. And Well, that's nice of him. Yeah, and apparently she gave a very funny interview. It was some kind of an interview, I want to say... It was from 2012, and it was a Glamour magazine story called These Girls, and it was comedic monologues um, delivered by female entertainers, Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, Olivia Wilde, and they were like giving what they've learned. So eight years ago, Olivia Wilde would have been... How old is she? She's 36. Okay, so she would have been
0: 28. 28.
2: So she gave this, this is what she said... Um, she talked about her first marriage you know she's 28 so you know she got married probably young and she 21. married a prince yeah she said i felt like my vagina died turned off lights out and you can lie to your relatives at christmas dinner and tell them everything on the home front is just peachy but you cannot lie to your vagina she said this this is a glamour magazine
3: i mean these <laughs> are wise words.
2: <laughs> From I
0: left. feel like you said these when you went through your first divorce to me. Yes, you can't you lie your vagina. Times
2: you were going to have sex with this man and you thought, that's not enough for me. No, I over and I even let like myself Do you think your love ling- language is sex? Well, I I think if you don't strike, if you don't... Strike on that note, right? What is the point, right? Okay, you're not going to strike on any notes. Well, and people then, have different
0: love languages, though. Than that, that's might...
2: got nothing to do with love language, Missy. Get right. the love All language right. out. We're just talking about animal. Well, that is one of them. Uh, but yeah. I'm just saying that you got to have that hot attraction, and then once and women when they lose it, when they are when they are done, they're done with your D or your mm-hmm. V or whatever it is you got going on. Oh,
1: Real hard to talk them back.
2: <laughs> it just is.
1: I'm telling you, that's yeah, a fact. Is that, but what about men? Men, you can get us back?
2: No, I, I don't guys, think men... I don't, guys are able... To, you can have sex with someone you don't even like.
1: That's... Yeah.
2: You know? Yeah. And once a woman... If you she has been in love with you, and then she is not in love with you anymore, then she does... A, f- a few women... We'll be able to do it, you know, maybe especially if you're breaking up like within a year or two of being together because you haven't gone the distance. But anyway, so she went on to recount um, in this this interview, which I was so glad that to find it, um, Vulture found it. And she said um, she ended it with um, basically, you know, she got out of her marriage. She had a lot of sex, but after a while it started to feel empty and lonely and. That can be true, but you just got to keep moving it along. (laughs) And then she met Jason and fell in love, and he was um, in the audience, I guess, at the time. And this would have been a year after they started dating, a year before they got engaged. Anyway, they were together. She said she was happy in her new relation, except for the nagging worry that the hot monogamy, we have sex-like Kenyan marathon runners. I remember us talking about this, and she said... So I've come up with Olivia Land, a relationship utopia. And this is what Olivia said in this article in Glamour. This is such a... In Olivia Land, relationships can legally only last seven years without an option to renew. She and Sudeikis she- have been together seven years. She seriously said this? That way it yeah, never goes you- stale. Can-, can you imagine if we only had seven years? We'd be so nice to each other, so kind and appreciative and enthusiastic like we are eating a really expensive bowl of pasta and seven years is how long she and jason were engaged mm. so she was giving her perspective uh you know and everything but the the, the i mean the vagina is not wrong I, okay. I wonder what her monologue would say i think it would be very similar honest i to think be. that's what happened <laughs> honest to be. because the seven-year itch is a real deal some people, it might happen, you know, four or five years or two and a half years or whatever, but, you know, for a, there's a reason why that stereotype is true. By seven years, maybe you've exhausted every possible, everything, you know, and then maybe you've gone and had children. And oh. that's gonna oh how horrid how hard <laughs> no, but that, that you wouldn't have children. Well, I'm not saying what a it like horrible that horrible thing. That can accelerate the process. I disagree, Julia. I'm just giving you. You're what giving I know. your Lori Smith. No, but this the seven year thing. There have been studies I think people, on it, but
0: I think it could happen at five years. It could happen at ten years. Of course, you no, you're oh, not.
2: Thank you, Karnak. The well, great. Okay. Oh, now <laughs> you're bitching at me. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh my God. I'm just seven year itch is it's in poetry and songs and statistics and you know old wives' tales for a reason. Like All right. All right. And then many, many people get divorced at 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years because they thought they could make it to the kids who are 18 and then they realize they can't.
0: Okay, are you done, old wise one? Well, okay. So, wild styles.
2: Is there there more? Well, let's just say this, Julia. (laughs) They have astrological signs Um, that match. Well, no, I think they're having just they're having hot sex. She's having sex like a Kenyan marathon runner, (laughs) uh, like she said with Jason. (laughs) Mm He is an Aquarian, but according to Maddie Murphy, the co-founder and astrologer of the Cosmic Revolution. He has not experienced his Saturn return, which is his astrological period of emotional adulthood or cosmic coming of age, because he's only twenty-six. And and that, that Saturn hasn't he's Laurie, Aquarian. <laughs>
0: Laurie, she's very I feel watery. Like we are
2: talking in woo land. This yeah. whole hour has just been woo. Well, he's got a Venus sign and she's got a watery sign. And anyway, she thinks they're gonna uh uh, they're basically by March it's going to be over and Jason Sudeikis might have a chance of getting back together with her in March uh, you know maybe there's going to be some time but uh, uh, there's a chance for them cosmically speaking for them to reconcile <laughs> um, and well, are you you She's okay, <laughs> still, still talking Michael.
1: Uh, I'm, Harris, not, I'm not commenting
2: Venus uh-huh. sign is the direct opposite of Jason's you should be able to Hollywood sex speak this so whatever Olivia might have been missing in her relationship with uh, Jason, boom, chicka, wow, wow, yep. she immediately found it in Bang Bang Harry. What's Harry's sign and what's Jason's sign? Aquarius saying? and she's a Pisces. Harry's Aquarius. Yeah, he's an Aquarian, so you know let they let like me, me there, Footloose and Fancy yeah, Free. Yeah, they are. And you know what this is? Olivia's a perfect... Girlfriend for him right now because he doesn't want to get married and have no. kids and he's with a woman who's doesn't want that either.
1: And Saturn returned.
2: And Thank we're you. waiting for Saturn to return Thank for Thank you. What what's a what's her sign though after all that woo-woo? Pisces. She's watery. Oh, she's watery. Okay. She's a watery what sign. What was Seducius? I don't know. I'm yeah, only one more time on his name. Yeah, Seduco. <laughs> wild Styles. That wild was a Wild styles. Style report. Okay, well, oh,
0: that we was so go.
1: fun. If you followed along.